You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. This is the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Vortex Optics. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We got another great episode coming your way today, and it's with a story about a giant absolute giant whitetail i'm looking at a picture of it right now it's let me count one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen points uh, and the mass on this buck is ridiculous just like a sledgehammer of a drop tine hanging off of the left antler and uh just a fence row of snaggled tines coming off of the right. It's an absolute once-in-a-lifetime uh, whitetail. And we're going to break down the story of this whitetail. It's a two-year story, actually. A uh, two-year story of this whitetail. And, uh, man, I'll, I'll tell you right now, it's uh, I get excited about stories like this for one reason. Because this story is of a guy and his father. Number one, there's a story there. Number two, there, there's a story where this buck was doing something that no other deer on the property were doing, so they had to make an adjustment during the off-season to put themselves in a position to encounter this deer, and they did that. And so listen how they did, that, uh, did it, why they did it. Talk about like some really iffy moments about if you were going to get busted or, or, you know, if this deer disappeared or was it going to come back and, and so on. So it's a, it's a really good episode. Uh, there's a story. Uh, if you listen closely, the, the, the strategy is what killed this deer. And so uh, huge shout out to uh, Br- uh, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Huge, huge shout out to Brandon for uh, letting me interview him on this deer. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, buck with an awesome story so stay tuned i'm just going to get right into it um if you're looking for a saddle go check out tethered uh well built they have all the accessories you need for saddle hunting the saddle the platform the sticks you know all the accessories that go along with it so go check out tethered if you're looking for in my opinion one of the best broadheads on the market uh, you need to go check out wasparchery.com uh some of the 
best material available to build these heads. And then at the same time, a majority of the heads are built in the United States and uh, they have a great option of fixed blade and they have a great option, uh, let's see, fixed blade and mechanicals. I am a huge fan of the jackhammer. I've been a huge fan of it for, oh geez, several, several years. And I, I'm under the impression with my broadheads, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And so I shoot uh, jackhammers whenever possible. And when I have to go to a, a fixed blade, I'm using the boss four blade. Then what else? After that, uh, we have hunt stand. It's just about documentation, man. Documenting everything. Deer movement, documenting stand locations, camera locations, rubs, scrapes, how deer move in, in through terrain, um, food plots. Uh, on top of that, they have a new pro whitetail upgrade that you can go buy and so without getting into all the details about it uh, i highly highly recommend going to huntstand.com and checking out all the 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 current functionality and the new functionality that comes with that uh that whitetail pro upgrade and then last but not least vortexoptics.com if you're looking for superior optics with a superior customer service base then you need to go check out vortexoptics.com spotting scopes range finders binoculars rifle scopes red dots you name it they have it um, I think one of my brand new favorite products is their Crossfire HD 1400 rangefinder. The thing is crystal clear, very accurate, and uh, I love everything about it. And then what's the next thing? Oh, their VIP warranty. You break it, you damage it, you run it over with your truck, you accidentally swallow it, your stomach acids dissolve it, and you poop it out. You put it in a box, they will you send it to them they will fix it for free and then send it back to you at no charge and that is why vortex is one of the best of the best that's that does it in the optics game so tethered wasp hunt stand vortex please go out and support the companies that support this podcast at least at least it's that time of year when we need to start thinking about maybe some christmas gifts and any one of those brands any one of those products would be a great gift especially like stocking stuffers right so um uh, hunt, uh, uh, a year supply of hunt stand would be a great stocking stuffer wasp broadheads would be a great stocking stuffer um, even even the rangefinder would be a great stocking stuffer and then you know uh, you know you're looking for a gift for the the hunter who um, might be able to use a saddle man go check out tethered for that gift and um I'm, i might actually be trying to finagle some of these guys into giving me maybe like a christmas or uh, yeah like a black friday i doubt i'm going to get a, it in, done by black friday but some kind of uh uh discount code for you guys so stay tuned for that it might happen it might not so other than that uh let's get into today's episode uh with my buddy brandon here and uh let him tell this story of a, a once in a lifetime buck enjoy three two one all right on the phone with me today mr brandon mickle brandon how we doing man good you i'm doing good doing good first off thanks for making time to do this podcast second huge congratulations coming your way on uh on knocking down an absolute slob this year man Thank you very much. Yeah, and we're going to break all that down here in just a second. But uh, before we get started, uh, where do you live and what do you do for a living? Uh, I live in Preston, Iowa, and I am a 
uh, buyer for a company here, actually in in the town of Preston. Um, it's a company that's been around for about uh, I think 28 or right around 30 years now. Um, I basically buy all the the raw materials and do the production scheduling for the the, the factory. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, and so Preston, Iowa. That's on. That's in uh, Eastern Iowa. Yep. Yep. Right in the kind of the, the nose of of Iowa. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. So what we're going to do today is we're going to kind of break down this whole this whole encounter with this deer. We're going to talk about you know when you first learned about this buck and and so uh just kind of get an idea of i don't know how how you went about get going after this deer how you did it where you did it all that good stuff that sound good yeah sounds great all right i think the first thing that we should do is kind of go all the way back to the beginning all right when did you actually learn or know of this buck's existence uh, it was about middle of October last year. So 2021, okay. um, started getting some trail, started to get some trail cam pictures of it. Um, but it was, it was really only for like a week and a half span that I had pictures of this deer last year. It went from checking the camera after a morning hunt to realizing that morning I sat in the wrong tree stand, um, to, all right, I guess we need to really be focusing on this area because he's been running basically he was just he was running a line a line of timber on in where where were myself and my father hunt at gotcha. and uh so we kind of made a plan we, we got some more cameras out there and noticed he was kind of just sticking around that area so we kind of made a a plan to try and hunt that area and see if we can't get some eyes on him yeah and then yeah. uh Last year on Halloween day, so Halloween was on Sunday uh, last year, I uh, went out again and was deciding between a couple stands and this one timber, and uh, I chose the wrong one again, and it was, uh, I walking back to the truck that morning, and was like, ah, I'm walking past the camera, I'll just check it anyways, and then realized that that morning, I sat the wrong stand again. So that night, we made a plan to hunt the two stands that he was kind of heading towards that that mid-morning kind of afternoon where we had been getting him on camera. And Halloween night at, I think it was about 4 o'clock, um, I actually had him at 20 yards. Last year you had him at 20 yards. So yep. for everybody out there, describe what this deer looked like last year. What was he last year compared to this year? He, uh, he was, he was still an absolute, absolute stud last year. Yeah. Um, but he did not have, he, there was no drop tine on him and he, he actually gained a bunch of like the kickers. He was, he was more or less just a, he looked like a perfect 10, but with, with a few style points, I guess I'd say on him, but the, the mass was still there. And I mean, he was just a, just a deer that I absolutely wanted to do everything I could to try and at least just see him. Right. Okay. So he was a giant last year too, just without all the junk. All right. Um, it sounds to me like you identified him ha like somewhere on October. You made some plays for him uh, in October. Is this, is this a new farm 
for you? Did you uh, walk us through? Because because usually when a deer, like giant deer, for for my experience, they just don't show up, right? They're they're usually on a farm. They've been on a farm. Guys have been able to watch them grow up, and then all of a sudden it's just boom. One year they're a giant. Right. No, actually, this is a. <laughs> I shot it on my 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 family's home farm. Okay. So this is a, a century, a century family farm. Um, we've, I've been hunting it since I was 12 years old, 12 or 13 years old. Um, and it, the, the timbers on the, the farm, um, aren't very big. It's more pass through, pass through timbers, you know, catch them in the daytime, right. catch them at night, you know, wandering. It's, it's not a, n- none of the timbers in the air and on our farm are, uh, holding timbers, I guess you'd say. They're not, they're not sticking around for more than maybe a day. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so with that said though, um, is this, this particular buck just showed up one year last year. He just showed up. You didn't have any knowledge of him previously. No, nope. Okay. Did you No, not, not saying, not saying some of the neighbor's properties didn't have it, but we never had him on camera and you run trail cameras pretty consistently. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So, so he just kind of showed up and so why don't you, you know, you just kind of laid it out a little bit. It's kind of a, um, a transition area type farm where they're not necessarily stopping there. They're not, you know, to, to bed or to feed. They're just kind of making their way through, um, is like, walk us through the terrain, um, what this farm looks like, why the deer like to hang out in certain spots and whatnot. Um, I mean, it's, it's majority crop ground, um, but just a little, little transition timbers between, and between, I mean, within, within a mile on both sides, there's, there's large timbers that do hold a lot of deer, right. um, that don't get, that don't get pressured and they just, uh, you know, just mosey throughout. I mean, they do basically go around the, go, we call it going around the block yeah, because there's a bunch a bunch of transition timbers that, I mean, they're thick. Don't get me wrong, but it's just nothing that they're that's gonna hold them. Yeah, yeah. For okay, so once you got the picture of this, it was already in season. Like you showed your what your dad you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My dad and there's one other guy uh, that that hunts with us too. We we got our little our little crew that we get everything get everything up and ready and I okay. guess kind of hunt together. Yep. All right. So as you know, you get this first picture of this deer, you bring it to your dad and, and the other guy and you're like, Holy shit, look at this giant on, on this property. What plans did you guys like, what was the conversation like in order to get close to this deer to try to kill him? We were, we were more or less moving cameras to try and figure out where he was actually going yeah because where we were getting them at was in the area of a tree stand like the 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 first camera pictures we got of him was on a a camera that i have i mean within 100 yards of a a tree stand and it always seemed like he was cutting out before he ever got to the tree stand so we're trying to figure out between between our sets of tree stands where he's going that we're not seeing him where, where is this transition 
what's his what's his running path or i guess you're trying to find his daily pattern right his his, yeah yeah, travel routes and things like that yeah okay because it it seemed like every couple days he'd be coming through and he's going the same way so basically he's making he's making the loop where can we catch him at on the loop right and was he bedded like did you feel he was bedded on the farm that you had access to or was he coming off of the farm uh on a off a neighbor's farm uh, I don't think he was betting on 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 the farm. I think he was betting at on a neighbor's farm, and I know uh, we we know the people that uh, hunt the farm next to us, and they've had they've had several pictures of us deer the last few years too. So okay, um, they they had been seeing it as well. Um, and the, the those timbers aren't really all that big either, but it, it seemed like they were he might have been betting over that way more often because they were they were getting a lot more pictures than we were gotcha for sure of of the, of the deer right and so why do you think he was coming your direction through the farm was was he looking for does or was he coming to a food source or water or something like that i think he was che- i honestly think he was checking a scrape line okay because when that night I sent a, a Snapchat to a group of guys um, from the area and at about, it was, I first seen them that night at six o'clock at five forty-five. I had a pack of coyotes howling, just going absolutely nuts on an abandoned farm in a pasture um, that my tree stands right alongside um, that I was like, Oh, my hunt's probably gonna be over with these coyotes. I, I really thought it was going to turn into a coyote hunt that night yeah. with as close as they yeah. were. And then all of a sudden, I, uh, all of a sudden, I heard some scraping on some trees, and I just happened to look up, and I mean, 150 yards away, there. I mean, there he was. Yeah, yeah. And so that was last year, right? Oh no, that was this year. Okay, so last year, last yeah. year he was. Uh, I mean, he's basically he's running the exact same path, but after Halloween of last year, I finally got to see him. We 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 kind of he had been hanging out there the cameras last year um in in the areas where we were the cameras to last year and so we had a plan that he was running there either right away in the morning or moving moving like right before nighttime just just running running that line yeah yeah so on halloween my dad and i we decided to pick two stands that were i mean they're probably 500 yards apart but in, in that area where he was last on camera. So we are hoping that maybe we can get, catch him slipping up and coming back into that area that night. Gotcha. All right. And so basically what it sounds like is it sounds like you, you guys were trying to identify his pattern and basically just put yourself in the best position to catch him coming or going uh, through your farm back to where, you know, back to where he was at. Right. Uh, okay. So yeah. then with that said, then that, you know obviously it's it's not working out in october did you have any other encounters with him throughout uh november of last year no after halloween last year when i got to actually see him at 20 yards all i had to do was last year was take two more steps behind a brush pile and i have a absolute dream shot at 20 yards okay and he was he was following he was following a doe and a little, it was like a little four or six point, a little, just a, just a little, little buck that was chasing a doe. I, I'm guessing she was one of the, the first ones to, to start, you know, going into estrus. Yep. And, uh, so I, I thought because the doe and the little buck took off running right up the path that 
if he'd have followed would have been absolutely perfect. And, uh, last year, and then he got to the edge of the brush pile and turned around and went back the exact same way he came. Okay. And, <laughs> and uh, something spook him. I, I, I honestly don't know. I was, the wind was in my favor. He, he couldn't see me through the brush pile. Cause there was, it was a fallen tree that just fell over that year and had leaves on it. Okay. I could see his antlers and I couldn't see any of his body. <laughs> okay. Dang, dang dude. So, so was that then the last time you saw him? That was the last pictures we had the last encounter trail camera picture, anything we had of him until January, the end of January this year. Okay. So he goes through, I mean, he goes through the entire month of November, both shotgun seasons, uh, and, and there's no information about it. Did none, did you happen to talk with your neighbors at all who had pictures of him? Did they, were they trying to keep it quiet or were they up front with you saying, yeah, he's on our property. We got pictures of him or, or did they lose him too? I, I guess we never really talked to him after like November, December last year. Um, the, the, the next thing I know, I, I went out and checked trail cameras going out, um, shed hunting on the farm. Yeah. That about, it was about February. I think is when I went out and the camera was still out there. And that's when I like, Oh, he, he, he made it. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, and so that was, when was that picture? That was after the entire season was over, even late muzzy. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was the end. It was, it was the end of January, like January 28th or 30th or something. Okay. So he shows back up out of that. And so now like you get excited, you, you put some hunts in place. He disappears. Did you stop thinking about him at all? Or was this deer still on your mind even before you got those, those verification pictures? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, no, the deer was still on my mind. Yeah. Um, I still, <laughs> I, I told, I was telling my, I told my wife all of all off season that, well, cause I just, it's, it still haunts me, I guess. Yeah. From then, because I, I texted my wife in the tree stand. I go, this is the first time in my life. A deer is going to make me try, cry in the tree stand <laughs> thinking, thinking that, that my, my one chance at a deer, I was guessing last year is probably probably pushing 180 maybe 190 yeah um that that was gonna be my that was my one chance at you know an absolute stud deer right right so yeah i i was i was having a hard time in the tree stand the rest of that day and then the rest of that bow season it kind of i to be honest i i didn't really see a whole lot after that it was it was kind of a, a busted rut last year seen a few you know smaller bucks nothing that i wanted to shoot or anything and yeah and then once we got that picture after i went shed, shed hunting i'm like oh he made it you know and then it just it just kept bringing up that memory of last year just sitting in the tree stand yeah. at full draw just waiting for those two steps and right he didn't take him yeah 
but there had to be some relief that he made it through the season and that like yeah then, that was yeah for me then then my mind just fast forwards like okay now what yes. what happened so then so after you got those pictures right did you did you go out and start looking for his sheds pretty heavy i did i, yeah. I walked out i walked throughout our whole farm um just 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 hoping i could find him yeah um I, I ne- we never really have much luck for I, I don't know why finding sheds on on the farm um it, i mean i usually put in quite a few miles out there and never seem to find a whole lot yeah yeah maybe maybe a you know a couple smaller ones but nothing nothing special by any means right all right so shed hunting season's passed you don't find his sheds right right did anybody find his sheds that you knew of not not to my knowledge okay so the for all you know some squirrels had a really good time with him yep okay all right so now he you know after that picture did you get any more pictures throughout the shed season or into the spring that you know gave you verification that he was still alive and he made it through the winter no we didn't have anything all i had i had cameras running i had nothing throughout the summer nothing throughout the summer even no okay nope didn't didn't, i didn't have any any velvet pictures nothing nothing and then no and then um the, the the neighbor hunters um had talked to my dad about, you know, they had, they had a picture of a big one and they, they showed him a picture of it. And dad goes, it, actually it was a video. And my dad just wanted to show, show me a picture of it. So he just took a, a just a screenshot of, of the video and show me the picture. And I go, Holy shit. That's him. That's him. Okay. All right. And was that in velvet? No, he was, um, I'd have to look at my phone here quick, but I think, uh, it might have been early early September and he was already out of velvet. Okay. All right. So the next indication that you had that this buck is now alive still, it went from Jan- that picture in January all the way to September. And now yep. you you know he's alive. Okay. Yep. So, so you know he's alive now. You you know what he did last year. What was going through your mind about what you needed to do? to put stands in the right spot or, or intercept or go back to historic data or check Cheryl cameras again. Like what was the plan moving forward to get this buck? So in, in years past, he had always seemed to split two of our tree stands yep. and we could never figure out the path that he like, we, we would, I, I would, I, I walked it in the off season like trying to figure out because I didn't want to disturb it during season and, and bump him and scare him out of there. So I waited until after the season because we shotgun hunt it too. Um, just looking for just paths in the area that he might be slipping, you know, slipping through there and he's, he's, he's missing both stands that maybe we need to move a stand. Maybe we need to look at moving a stand that we've historically had pretty good success in. Um, maybe moving it a little bit or bringing a new tree stand to the area. Just try and, just try and catch a different a different view, I guess. Yeah. Um. So we had we had talked about doing that. We had walked I, I, again shed hunting. I had noticed that in years past, it seemed like some of the does at, at the one tree stand we have that my dad's had, my dad's killed 
one or two nice bucks out of that they they have started they they clean the the people that are renting the, the crop ground have cleaned out some of the waterways and it's making it easier access to they don't have to walk the timber they can bypass it and shoot up and go to the next farm a lot easier okay and so i had made it a plan last year to get some cameras there and i had to have the path that i was watching last year wasn't the right path because this year we, we went back in there and I had, we had went out and worked on some tree stands and my dad and I were just cruising to the side by side. And we just happened to be going past that area where I ended up killing the deer at and happened to look down in the bottoms and uh, there's a hay field down there. And there was a bunch of, there was a bunch of does down there just playing around. And it's it just like, that was the moment where we're like, all right, they're playing here. They're clearly cutting, cutting through where normally they're, they're not cutting through. We need to, we need to either put a new tree stand here or we need, we need to make some sort of, we need to make a change. Yeah. And so that, that position was splitting the two that you already had up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's literally three, three tree stands in a line that are, it's not a whole lot of distance apart, gotcha. but, but it's all different, but it's all different running routes, I guess you would say. Yeah. And, and so what happened was you, you, there was a gap in that though. Right. And they were sneaking through that yeah. on you. So there between the two tree stands, there's, there's a pasture there that he was running and we weren't seeing him split. He, we weren't seeing him split the difference. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, but you identified that and then you got a tree stand in there, right? Correct. Okay. All right. We actually. So the funny thing about that is, is my brother is he 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 likes to go, he likes to go bow hunting when he has time. His job kind of makes it tough for him to, to get out there and with him working second shifts and he works a lot of overtime. So, but he was wanting to get out there and help us, you know, get a tree stand out there. And if he, if he's able to go, he knows where the tree stands at, so he's able to go. Yep. And he actually went with us out there the day. Um. So shot the deer on the twenty sixth on the that was Wednesday. So the 23rd or 27th, whatever that Sunday was, we went out and we literally just put the tree stand in. Yeah. Yeah. And so we put the tree stand in and got it all set up. And he, he, he actually, that's the first time he's actually set. He, he's actually the one that climbed up and set the tree stand up. He, he never had to do it before. Okay. So you and you and your brother went in, put this, this new tree stand in, in a spot that, you know, you felt that, that this deer and other deer were running that was splitting the two, the two, um, in, yep. and they were headed to a hay field as what, like a food source. I think a food source. And there's a, there's a couple little, it, it shoots up and the neighboring property in the area is a, basically a CRP ground. Gotcha. That I'm, that, that we're, I was, I was guessing last year might've been his bedding area, but we couldn't get, and we couldn't get close to it at all besides where our tree stands are at now. Yeah. Um, I, I was guessing that last year he was getting there. I just couldn't find how he was getting there. So we were trying to basically play these little waterways, that little grass waterways, um, to see if that if, if that's what he was running. And we were, like I said, he was just, he was going undetected because we couldn't see them. Yeah. All right. So you put the tree stand in um, on the 23rd, you said, on October 23rd. And yeah, whatever that, whatever that Sunday was. Okay, twenty third or twenty second. You said you shot this buck on the twenty sixth, right? Yep. Okay. Was this your first time in that tree stand, or did you hunt 
that tree stand any times before you went in and killed them? Uh, no, I had hunted the the other tree stands in the area. Yeah, that same area, but not this one that we just put in. This one sat unhunted from Sunday until I went into it Wednesday after okay. after work that day. Gotcha. So with that said, then, um, did you have any other sightings from the tree stand or any other trail camera pictures that helped you out or like let you know that he was still around? Yeah. Um, what was it about three days, three days or four days. It might've been that weekend. We had pictures of him running, running that area again. And like I said, last year it was October 24th, October 31st. We had pictures of him almost daily or every other day. He like, he was, he was in the area last year at that time. Right. So after, after we got pictures of him about a year ago, you know, to the day, I, I just, was hoping he's a creature of habit and he's going to hang around that area for at least that week. Yep. So I, I kind of wanted to hunt that area pretty hard, just knowing that as much as without, you know, throwing too much scent in the area yeah. before, before the rut. Right. But, and so, but I definitely wanted to get in there. Yeah. And so then, um, so you, you had some trail camera data telling you he was in there. What conditions did you need? Any specific wind direction or spe- special access route that you needed uh, a specific wind direction for uh, to get into this tree stand? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Actually, any wind out of any any sort of wind from the from the west. So if it's northwest, west, or southwest wind, yeah. I had my mind made up that day that that was the stand I was going to. More or less because we've always seemed to have luck. We put a new tree stand up. <laughs> you hunt that thing as, as as soon as you possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. First time in, best time in type deal. Yep. 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 Okay. And and so, I mean, the stage is set at this point, right? You know he's running the yeah. area. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm guessing. D- did you have like a higher excitement level going into that hunt, knowing that there is a, there's a chance you see him at least? Well, that, I mean, basically that whole week, once I started getting pictures of him in that area again, it just kind of, you know, really, I I don't know, just, just got the juices going because, you know, last year it was this time last year we, we had pictures of him. I saw, I I got to actually see him Yeah. just in, again, just hoping that, I guess it just kind of gave me hope that, you know, yeah, he's going to do the same thing again this year. And hopefully I'm in that, I'm, I'm, I'm in the spot again this year that, yeah. You know, at least if I didn't get a chance to shoot him, I just wanted to see him. (laughs) Right, right. And you saw him, right? You said I I definitely, definitely got to see him. (laughs) Yeah. What? So, what time did you get into the tree stand on the twenty sixth, and then how long until you actually saw him that night? So I got I got off work at three thirty that day and basically just sprinted right out to the tree stand. So I mean, it's a five. It takes me probably ten minutes to get to the tree. By the time I get my clothes on, it's it's really just a short distance from Preston. So, um, I was up in the I was up in the tree by by probably three fifty. Okay, 
All right. 3.50, you're in the tree. What time does he show up? Six. Six. All right, so you're sitting yep. there for roughly two hours. Was there any other deer movement um, that you saw before him? No, nothing. Just I had one squirrel basically in the tree next to me that was <laughs> just just sitting there eating a nut and messing around. That was that was my entertainment until the until like I said, till five forty five and those coyotes howled. Yeah. Okay, coyotes howled. Like at any point were you like, This hunt's over? I to be honest, I was. I was I was trying to think I was it got to be after the coyotes howled. I'm like, all right, it's probably this is probably turning into a coyote hunt. What can I do to try and do I need to put what what can I do to try and get the bucks to run this line? Do I need to put up some sort of a mock scrape? Do I need a scrape stick? What 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 can I do to make this? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what can I do to make this better? Yeah. So you're you're thinking about almost almost it's almost like you're thinking about things to do after this season so it makes next season better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess more or less just trying to make it make that spot the hot spot yet for this week. What what can I do to try and Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Get, to get him to think another bucks in the area taking up his spot. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. All right, so he <laughs> All right, so you're 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 basically daydreaming about what you could do to make this this little draw better. Yeah. Um and then what happens, man? All of a sudden I heard something scraping trees. Okay. And then I look up to my southwest and there and at the time it was I just go, Oh, you know, there's a buck. He's 150 yards away. I can see his antler, so he's he's gotta be a pretty good one. I'm like, all right, and I'm looking, I get my binoculars out and look. And then he starts walking through the cor- through the standing corn yet, um, but I seen I could see the antlers. They they look like you know it, it just looked like all right. This is a shooter buck, yeah. that, and that's all I know. <clears throat> so he, he heads to the to the timber towards the other tree stand that I had been hunting, um, and so I'm like, all right, what what what, what do I got to do here? So I grabbed the grunt call and grunted a few times, and that seemed to kind of piss him off, I guess. So, but he um, heard it. Oh yeah, he definitely heard it. Okay, because then, because then he's he got to the ed- he walked through the corn, and got to the edge of the timber, and I w- and I could hear him walking through the corn. And once it, once the corn stopped, I knew he was you know obviously out of the corn. Um, that's when I grunted, and then he started scraping the edge of the edge of the timber. So I, it kind of made me suspect that you know it's kind of pissed him off. There's a buck in his area. He's trying to mark it. So like, hey, get the get the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's crazy that that grunt, you know, the grunt worked. I'm a huge fan of doing that. Um, so he must have obviously been closer than 150 yards when you hit him with a grunt. Yeah, well, once once he got to the timber's edge, it, it was he was within 100 yards then. Okay, all right. Um, so he starts making, you know, you blow the grunt, he gets pissed, he starts making his way a little closer, but he's taking his time, it sounds like. Um, at, yeah. At any point... Were you were you worried about losing daylight? Yes, very much. Okay. okay. I knew I was pushing the last twenty or twenty or thirty minutes of of shooting time. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, this is what. Come on, I, hurry up. <laughs> it was just one of those. Like, hurry, <laughs> hurry up! I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of waiting already. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So he, um, did you lose him at all? I mean, yeah, I, I, see at this time I could not see him between the standing corn and along the timber. I could not see where he was at. 
Right. I could hear whenever whenever he'd start walking, I could hear him walking on the the knocked over corn stalks and along the timber edge. I I could hear him walking when he was walking, but okay, he would he would start walking, then he'd stop, and then he wouldn't do anything. Which I'm I'm assuming he was trying to see if he could find the other deer that's grunting at him. Yes, he's he's trying to he's trying to do his you know due diligence. Was trying he trying to, to get downwind of you? Yeah, he oh, was. Okay, all right, damn. I mean, did you start getting nervous? Cause very much cause, dude, I, I did that last week. I grunted at a buck and he, he got downwind to me. Yep. And that, that's, that was my, my entire fear while that's all going on is that the, the wind was pretty much out of the West. So my stands facing from is facing the East. So he'd have to get directly in front of me, which is my main shooting lane in the first place yep. in order for him to smell me. So I, I, I was getting nervous that, you know, any sort of a, breeze switch could really could really ruin this really quickly right did you have flashbacks to last year where he he left and you never saw him again yeah but i I mean even even at this time to be 100 percent honest with you i didn't know it for sure that it was this buck okay okay i I just knew by the looks of it but just by just by seeing it that it was a that it was a a shooter buck because we have a there's a few of them out there that i would definitely throw throw an arrow at yeah and so my my mind was made up that all right if i can get this deer in you know if he comes in close i can make a call from there but i just want to i want to get this deer to me i i mean not, yeah listen to your guys your last one of your last episodes about you know making a move to make the deer smarter but but you but you want to you want to try and do it yeah, yeah. i an aggressive I, I want, move I wanted, yeah yep i uh so I grunted at him just because I, I wanted him. I, I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him close. It almost like I, I've done this before too. I think I, I know what you're what you're getting at, and it's to almost prevent him from getting downwind of you. You throw another grunt at him to almost try to change his course. Yeah, make him make a move. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And so, did he do that? Yeah. So I ended up having to grunt at him three three separate times. Um, I grunted at him. And it kind of pissed him off the first time. And he started walking my way. So I'm like, oh, sweet. You know, I'm not going to have to do another grunt. He, he knows kind of the area where it's at. Um, and, but then he like stopped moving. And that's when I was just like, all right, he's trying to pick up movement. He's trying to find the deer. He, he's trying to figure out where he's at exactly and try and get downwind of it. So then I, I, I grunted at him again. And then he started walking towards me more. And I'm like, oh, man, sweet. This is you know, he, he's coming closer. And then he, then he stops again. I mean, I knew he was getting closer cause I could, I could, I could, I could hear, I could hear him still walking Yeah, and it was, it was getting his, his, his feet were getting louder yeah. and then he stopped again, but the corn, the corn and, and the weeds right in that area are so tall that I, I couldn't see. I mean, he, he was probably only, I mean, within 50 yards of me now in, in retrospect that, he wasn't that far, but I couldn't. I couldn't see movement. I couldn't see anything. I could. I could only hear him. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and and he and he just stopped. So then all of a sudden, there's this you know dead silence. That that awkward silence. Yeah. That and was you, making me and you couldn't see more anything. more nervous. No, and I couldn't see anything. And the, and like we like you had said, the, the, my shooting time is getting less and less and less. Yeah. So Damn. then I, yeah, and so I'm just yeah I'm just calmly panicking i guess yep yep been there <laughs> so i i grabbed the grunt call and then i just turned the complete opposite direction of where the the deer is at so if the, the deer is to my south 
I faced the north and just did a few soft grunts as if, you know, bucks walking away. Yeah. And after that, it, it was literally like he came in on a string. Like that just set him off. He walked. He could. It couldn't have been any better. Right. And so, was, at what point then did you realize like this? There's a deer moving in, but at what point did you realize it's the buck? It's the giant. He cleared. He, he was still in the weeds, but I could finally see the body and yep. I could see the drop tine. Yeah. When I seen the drop tine on, because he was walking from south to north. So on his left side, he's got the eight, eight or 10 inch drop time. Um, I could see the drop time and I'm just like, oh shit, this is him. Damn. So I threw my, I hurry up and turn my tactic cam on, <laughs> on my, my stabilizer. And I'm like, all right, we're just, we're just videotaping. I don't, whatever happens, happens. I guess if, if I miss, I have it on video that I, that I at least had a chance at him this year. Yeah. <laughs> and he just kept walking and kept walking and I, when he finally got out into a little bit of an opening that I could see his whole, his whole body, I could, I could still only see the left side of his rack because of the angle and just how it was playing out, which I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I couldn't, I couldn't see the whole, the whole rack, I guess, to get that, you know, buck fever. Yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Still nervous. And you knew it was, was him. I, was, I knew it was him from the drop tide. Yeah. I, I could see the drop tide. It was, I mean, it was evident that it was, it was him. Right. So I'm like, all right, he, if he keeps coming out into the open, which the open, my shooting lane where he's going to walk to is completely downwind of me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm running on, I'm running on fumes right now. Like as soon as he gets into the opening, I gotta, I gotta get him stopped and I gotta, I gotta make the shot like right. as soon as possible. And I think my tree stand, we're hunting mainly ladder stands. I think this one was, was tall enough that the breeze was going over him because he was down kind of down in a little valley. Yeah. The breeze was going over him that he never, he didn't win me at the time. Right. And then he walked out into the open and I was saying 35 yards initially when I went back out there and hunted the tree stand the other day for my doe tag. Um, it's probably, it's probably right at 30 yards. Okay. Um, he came out, gave me, gave me an opening in out in the opening and I just let the trigger go. <laughs> yeah. And, and you pull the trigger and, and sometimes for me, it, it almost goes slow motion where like time just kind of stops for a moment. And like that, that's what happened on what the sixth, November 6th, when I shot my buck, I, like I, I could, I just settled down. I pulled the trigger on my release. I watched the buck get hit spin. And then it went back to fast you know, like then it just fast forwarded again. And so, um, were you able to identify like in that moment you drew back, you let the arrow go. Were you able to identify the shot placement where you hit him? Like, like the, did you have that moment of clarity? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I mean, right away. Yeah, it's it's funny. I, I wish I wish you could see the tacticam video because 
I, I make this uh, sound like I, 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 <laughs> like I, you were the one who got shot. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like I, I smacked him. Cause yeah. my, my buddies that helped me, help me get him out. Um, they could, they, I showed them the video and they go, what the hell was that noise? I go, yeah. that was literally a noise. Like, Oh shit. I hit him. Like yeah. I, I sm- like I smacked him And the second he ran away. And then I seen everything. I'm just like, Oh my God. I, I hit him. I, I got him. Like yeah. he's, he's dead. I, I know. I know. Good the shot. shot. <laughs> Good shot. Yeah. I, I caught the, the top half of the, his left side long, but I absolutely obliterated his right side. Okay. So the, he was quartering the away. It, it wasn't, it was, he, if, if I more or less had to shoot him kind of quartering, he wasn't, it was, it was pretty much a flat shot, but it's just the angle I had on him. I had to take the shot then. Gotcha. Gotcha. But I mean, I, I, double I, caught, lung. I mean, it was, it, yeah, it was, it was double long shot. Yeah. Yes. And did you see blood from the tree stand? No, no. Okay. All right. But, and the, the thing that scared me right initially with the video is that the arrow stuck right away. So I thought I hit the, the, the back front shoulder, the backside front shoulder. Yep. The, the, opposite, the opposite side front shoulder, I guess. Um, so I thought, you know, I, cause I, it wasn't a full pass through. So then I, I started getting worried and then he took off running and then he, he ran up and then he, he ran, he came back down the hill out into the hay field again and ran right back the same way. The right the, the way, the way he came, yes. I mean, and, and he, he absolutely dumped, just dumped over in the hay field. So I'm sitting like, you watched him like, go down. Like said, I, I watched him go down the first oh, time. <laughs> oh, the first time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he, he fell in the grass and it felt like he was laying down forever, but it was probably only like five seconds. Yeah. And he tried getting back up on his front legs and couldn't get up right away. So I'm like, I'm sitting in the tree. So I'm like, holy shit. This, you know, like he, this is gonna be perfect. He's dead in the hay field. I'm watching him go down and then all as soon as like all these thoughts are running through my head and he gets up and just goes on an absolute beeline. He, he, he ran faster the second he got up than he did when he initially got shot after getting his lungs blown out. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah. he got up off the hay field and then took off on a run. And I'm just sitting here like, Oh my God, no way. Yeah. There, there's no way this is happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, 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 he runs through the corn. I mean, I think he took took down like three rows of corn running through it. I mean, he took down an absolute path through that cornfield. Yeah, yeah. And then did you lose him? Uh, yeah, I lost him. And going back on going back on the camera, um, you can't hear it, but I know I heard him. I heard him crash again. Okay. And you and you couldn't hear it on on the the Tacticam uh, footage at all. Yep. You couldn't hear it. And. <laughs> And like again, this this seems like a, like a long span, but in reality, it's it's all within two minutes because at the two minute mark on my Tacticam video, I'm already on the phone with my dad, like absolutely freaking out. Yeah, that yeah. I got him. Like, in 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 the the call to my dad is on is on the camera. Like I'm talking on speakerphone, <laughs> talking to my dad. It, it it just makes the video like that much better. Like. He's the one that got me into hunting. He's yeah. the one that I I do it with. I, I do all my hunting with him. Like absolutely love doing it. And yep. um, yeah, just being able to make that phone call and, and hearing the, the panic in my voice, him not believing me that I actually shot him. Yeah. 
yeah thinking that i'm lying to him and i'm just like no and then like you could hear in the video like i had i'm like realize that i'm talking on speakerphone and i'm talking kind of loud that yeah i'd take it off speakerphone and hold the phone up to my to my face and you can hear the phone smacking my face because i'm just absolutely (laughs) the the adrenaline is just running through my body now just that's awesome just just dumb yeah and so okay you make some calls right um did you give him any time but did you wait for reinforcements or was there a good blood trail what was what's the story after the shot so after the shot my dad he kind of has a bad back so he goes you need to call some people to come out and help you know drag him if we find him yep so i'm calling call my buddies in town and they're like i'm on my way i'm on my way i'm like all right you know just just hold on just my dad will pick you guys up we'll head out he'll when you guys can head out and we get out there and I, I, I needed a drink <laughs> <laughs> just to calm down. Yes. Like just to, just to settle the nerves. I, I needed something and they're like, all right, let's just, let's just head back to town. You know, we're only five minutes out of town. We'll just, let's go back, settle it down. We don't want to push him before, before, you know, he expires and everything. So I, I think had, had my buddy Derek and Cody not been there, it would have been hard for, my dad and I to not just go after it right away. Right. Um, and like I said, luckily they were there to kind of, you know, calm me down, keep me, keep me cool, calm and collected for a little bit. Yeah. But after, I think we ended up waiting like an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. Hour and 15 minutes goes by. You head back to the farm. Um, did you pick up blood immediately? Yeah, we had, we had blood. It wasn't great blood right away. But uh, I, like I said, it came in on the high side. High, it was a high shot right away. Like I caught the basically the top of the top of his left lung, um, and I, I actually think I may have actually caught his front shoulder a little bit. Yeah. Because um, the arrow the arrow broke off. I never ended up finding my finding the broadhead. Okay. Um, but we followed the blood trail. It was getting good, and then also it stopped. And I I dropped a coat before heading back to the truck, um, where I kind of knew he came out into the hayfield at and like fell down the first time. Yep. And that's as far as I went. Like I didn't want to spook it, went back to the truck. <clears throat> and so we're, we're following the blood trail. My dad just went down to my coat and kind of was walking that area just to see if he could find a lot of blood down there where he fell. And me, uh, Cody and Derek are following the actual blood trail. And then he found, um, my lighted knockout in the hayfield. Okay. Um, so then we got there and blood really was not great. Even where he fell down at, I, I, I can't explain that one. I don't know why it wasn't, because I ended up having two holes, I mean, a, a pass-through at, at some point, but I, the blood wasn't really all that fantastic until he got into standing corn. And when he got into standing corn on that, basically his his second push to, to get away, um, it was just, it, it was everywhere. Super soaker. Yeah. 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 And so uh, was it, it probably once you hit the corn, pretty easy to write to him? Yeah. Like I said, he, he, he basically mauled down three rows of corn running through the corn yeah yeah so it was a it was a pretty easy path to i mean even if there wasn't blood it was a pretty easy path to see where he ran through at okay but with i mean obviously with the blood it it made it pretty simple right right my dad my dad kind of hung back at the truck he goes ah you don't need four people now yeah and then uh cody and Derek fall were walking behind me and had a spotlight up and walking up to the edge of the timber where he kind of was shifting between the corn down into the timber and I just, I saw the tail. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I just absolutely, I, I absolutely launched my dad's spotlight. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't walk up to the deer right away. I seen the tail, I seen the belly and I just, I just started screaming. <laughs> <laughs> the excitement was overwhelming. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. So this is, this is probably one of my favorite questions to ask during an interview. You know, obviously the excitement of shooting, identifying this deer coming through, you shoot him, you want, you know what you hit. It's a good blood trail. All those things are very positive, but there's something about touching that rack for the first time and picking his head up and just looking at it on, especially on a, a buck of the caliber of what you just shot. What was going through your head when you picked his rack up for the first time? So it's, it's a great question. And everybody asked, you know, like was asking me all, all my friends that had to, you know, come down and see the deer that night. Yeah. Um, they go, so after you found it, did you pick it up right away? And I go, to be honest, no, I didn't. <laughs> I seen, I seen the deer cause he was, he was wrapped up in a bunch of, uh, thorn bushes. Okay. Like he was trying to, you know, basically bed down. Um, I turned around and ran, I ran out of the timber. <laughs> I seen the antlers and I just turned around and ran out and I, I, I hugged Cody and Derek and then we, he goes, the guys go, all right, well, let's get the deer out of the timber. I go, I, I don't know if I can honestly touch it right now. Like I'm, I'm freaking out. And they're like, well, let's get it out. Let's look at it. And, uh, my buddy Cody, who was there, he, uh, he got his phone out and videotaped it. <laughs> he videotaped me walking up and actually getting to see the entire, the reaction of uh, the reaction of it. Yeah. And of course, when I'm getting the reaction, my dad goes, well, he don't look good next year. <laughs> <I go. laughs> without even seeing the antlers yet he goes well he'll look good next year and i go and my my first words were i said that last year (laughs) (laughs) this is this is already this is already a year played out like yeah it's and then we got him out of the weeds and i just shook and screamed like it it just it was it was just surreal that it actually happened yeah something about a big buck something about a big buck man and then and then just you know like at that moment having two of my best friends that I've known for literally ever grew up with these kids. Yeah. Uh, being there, my dad being there, my brother wasn't there cause he, he had to work. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise he would have been there too. Yeah. Um, just, just having those guys there. And then like the flashbacks from last year, like just having that, you know, like that moment where, well, shit, I thought last year was going to be that my, was my one opportunity at a deer of that, of that magnitude right. to literally fast forward almost a year to the day. Yeah. And yeah. I, I actually got to pull the trigger on him this time. Like what would have happened last year? Had I, you know, like just, just a stupid thoughts. Like what happens if I would have pulled the trigger last year and, and miss right. or whatever, just, there's just a lot of stuff running through my head at that moment. And then, and then, like you said, getting my hands on the antlers, just like, Oh my God, what did I do? Yeah. Yeah. And so the job is done. I mean, you, you just slayed an absolute giant for the, you know, first off, congratulations, dude. You know, I I love the whole story about, you know, not just, not just seeing a giant and then getting lucky and shooting him the next year. You actually took initiative, made some moves, you know, thought about where this deer was coming and going got a new tree stand in there and it happened. 
right? So I love that part yeah. of the story. So congratulations, um, my man, on that. Um, and now for all the listeners, because we don't necessarily, uh, you know, there there is a photo that comes with this, but some guys don't often see the photo. Walk us through what this rack was, if you scored them at all, anything like that. I I did have uh, a friend of mine. Um, he he did a he he did a rough roughish score of it. Yep. Um, I guess don't don't take it as gospel because I don't want you know <laughs> this is this is what we scored that and then it, you know it's it's yeah. I trust so, he's gonna be, so you scored it. Close. Yeah. Don't apologize because it's only douchebags who are gonna question what you right. say, right? So so right. R- rough get rough guess. You know you did a rough score on him. What was it? We had a rough score the, the next day uh, at two fifteen and six eights. Fucking shit, <laughs> <laughs> dude! That's a giant man. And so now, now describe as that number one. That's gigantic. Now, now describe yeah. his rack. So he's, he, I mean, he really is. Uh, he's he's a he's a, a main ten mainframe ten with just an absolute ton of like kickers coming off and. Like I said, he's it's almost a ten inch drop kind that comes off that is starting to split. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't have that last year. Um, his G three has a has a kicker coming off of it that, I mean it. Oh, it's just he's just a giant. Just so here, yeah, yeah it, here's what we'll say: go to the Nine Finger Chronicles Instagram page and look for the the notice of this podcast and there will be a picture of this buck to take a look at it it's truly a you know i I hate to use the term once in a lifetime but it is a once it it is a one of one buck and uh so to you i I, again i say dude congratulations man thank you yeah and and to to start this bow season off we we my dad and i and his buddy that hunts in our group, we kind of made the, you know, made the call to not pressure our stands as much this year, early season yep. and, you know, kind of wait until later October to, to make a move. And that's when we, you know, like we started getting a picture of him. We maybe had a couple pictures of him early October, but it was just like a one-off picture. Like he just happened to be passing through that day and walked in front of our camera. Gotcha. And when we had that, when actually it was on uh, Mike, Mike Phillips, my dad's buddy, uh, his his cell cam. He sent the picture, and I go, "Holy shit!" You know, like he's on our farm now. I can't wait. And I showed the picture to my wife, and I go, "Kayla, <laughs> if I shoot this deer, I'm getting drunk that night, and if it's during the week, <laughs> I, I'm 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 calling in I'm calling into work that day, the next day. Like I'm literally I'm I'm just letting you know, I'm, I'm celebrating. Go, I'm going to celebrate. Yes, yes. <laughs> so after after the shot and everything and we're getting ready to go back out i texted her like hey fyi i shot him yeah and she goes are you serious i go <laughs> i'm not gonna jinx it yet because we haven't found him but yes yeah. and then after we found him i called him and she goes all right i'll get the beer ready <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, congratulations on a, an absolutely amazing whitetail. Um, I'm glad it happened to you. And, uh, dude, just uh, so now what? I mean, so, I mean, how do you top 215, right? I mean, that's that's just, it's crazy. You you really, you, you really don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I, I fully understand that. And, you know, 
and my buddy Derek, who helped me help me find this deer, and he knows I'll help him with anything he needs bow hunting. I know if I need anything, he's gonna help me out. He literally shot a, a, a fantastic, an absolute hammer eleven pointer the next night. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So, so I get the phone call from him like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna have another deer wake tonight." I'm like, "Are you serious?" He goes, "Yeah, be ready in an hour because we gotta go." Nice. So I walk in the house and, and tell Kay like, "Hey, he helped me. I gotta go help him." She goes, "All right, well, just don't stay out as late as you did the night before." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, man. Hey, congratulations and good luck the rest of the season. Hey, thank you. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another episode in the books. Huge shout out to Brandon. Huge shout out to all of you for taking time to listen to this podcast. Huge shout out to Tethered Wasp, Hunt Stand, and Vortex. Please go and support the companies that support this podcast, including some of our network partners like Hunt Stand, Interstate Batteries, Outdoor Edge, Go Wild, Moultrie Mobile, and Hunt Class. And then uh, that's it, man. So good vibes in. Good vibes out. Remember, wear your damn safety harness, and we'll talk to you next time.